Hi, I'm Nicole, and I'm an EFT tapping practitioner, and I want to help you learn how to use EFT tapping to grow as a person, to grow on your spiritual path, and to truly change your life in any way that you are looking to change your life. Because I believe that we deserve to have the life that we are meant to live. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get into the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And before we get into it, I just want to tell you about some things I have going on. So right now I have a membership called the EFT Tapping Soul Circle on Fire. It is $33 to join and you get a new challenge or workshop or both every month. And there's a new theme and everything is about building your self-confidence, building up the belief in yourself so that you can go off and do whatever you want to do. Anything that you felt like you just couldn't start, you didn't know how to start, this is what's going to help you start. And today or this month, we are are tapping on self-love and we are doing a self-love challenge 21 days to tap into self-love you can still get into that for $33 and next month is all about imposter syndrome and we are going to be doing a live five-day overpowering your imposter syndrome from March 13th through 17th and that's going to be awesome if imposter syndrome is something you struggle with. We're also doing a workshop next month on how to write an EFT tapping script, and we are also having a group past life regression, so a lot going on in the membership next month, and I also just updated my coaching, my one-on-one coaching. If you ever wanted to go deeper into everything that we tap on together here on the podcast, one-on-one coaching is completely personalized to you and really digging into what is stopping you, what is holding you back. And we work through that for 12 weeks. We get clear on our goals and that is $2,222 for the three-month package. And you also get Voxer support and you get additional resources if needed, like I can make you tappings that you can use throughout the week um, in between our sessions. And it can be a very supportive space if there's something you really just want to figure out how to do, how to move past, how to, you know, get through your doubts, get through your fears, and just do the thing that you've been trying to do, one-on-one support can be so helpful because again, it's completely personalized to you and what you are going through and what is going to help you. So check that out. All of that's going to be in the show notes. And I really hope you like this episode today and really enjoy the guest I had on. So enjoy and I will talk to you later. Welcome to the Spiritual EFT Tapping Podcast. Today, I have Teresa Levine on, and she is a successful mompreneur and a founder of Becoming More Me, who has overcome her struggles with trauma, ADHD, and high-functioning anxiety using energy psychology, emotional freedom technique, and chakra strategies. She has been helping female entrepreneurs and moms work on their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health for over 25 years, and her methods have empowered her clients to release anxiety, distractions, trauma, and limiting patterns. So welcome, Teresa. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Excited to be having this conversation today. Me too. Um, so is there anything else you would add to what I just said about you? Oh, goodness. 
There's always something that can be added, but I think the right things will come out as we keep talking. I just, I love having a conversation with somebody who already understands the value of emotional freedom techniques. So I know that you're not going to be asking me what EFT is. No. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people that listen to this podcast are already aware of yeah. EFT. So I think that really going into like, you know, some of your struggles and how EFT has helped you and how you help clients with very specific struggles could be really helpful for our audience today. And I'm curious, like, just to kind of start with, like, how did you even get on this path? Like, how did you find EFT and the other healing modalities you use? And then how did that direct you to like, literally what you do today? Oh yeah. You know, it's always a journey and it's, it's still ongoing. You know, I'm always adding new things to my toolbox and wanting to enrich what I, what I know and everything else. I'd say I've always been a personal development junkie and for a while, I probably used that to buffer and keep my life complicated, you know, so that I couldn't actually do the work that would get me to feel unstuck and ready for the next step in my life. But I came to understand and know EFT when I was, well, EFT tried to get me to understand it many times and, <laughs> and to use it. And I kept comparison, like putting comparison into it and thinking I didn't have enough trauma or my problems weren't big enough or whatever. Cause I'd see like war veterans using it or, um, you know, Olympic athletes, things like that. And I'm like, Oh, you know, that's kind of different from, you know, what I've been through and it's probably not the right modality for me. But then it was right before COVID hit. And I was at a retreat with a bunch of other women who I did typically like fitness and nutrition style coaching at that point with. And they brought in um, like a level one EFT practitioner to do a basic like hour long kind of workshop for us on tapping on anxiety. And at that point, I had four kids, I had plenty of anxiety. I had a, you know, a couple of businesses I was trying to run from home and Definitely was excited to give it a try. I also am pretty sure I had COVID, but I didn't know it at the time. It was like February of 2020 before it was like really here. And I got sick on my way to the retreat. Like as I was driving from Maryland to Virginia, where we were all meeting, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling kind of not right. And then we were like a day into the retreat when this thing was happening and I was feeling horrible. And so as we were tapping on anxiety, I was not only noticing a huge shift in my anxious energy, getting so much calmer and more peaceful and grounded, but I was also noticing that like my head was clearing, my throat was feeling better. I didn't like just want to go to sleep. I had actual like physical energy coming up through me. And as you know, EFT has amazing borrowed benefits to it. And we can borrow them from ourselves and have it apply to all different areas of our, um, you know, physical and emotional being. And as practitioners, we also get to enjoy borrowed benefits when we're working with our clients because, you know, we're, we're resolving our own stuff while we're focused in on their stuff. And I was hooked after that. I was like, this is so cool. This is working on me in so many different levels and helping me in so many different ways. And I went home, my husband, well, he probably still thinks I'm crazy, but he was like, I went home, look at all this like information and like this fire within me. And I just remember sitting on the couch with him talking about it and being like, whatever, like the highest level of certification that there is out there. Like, I want that now. And I'm signing up. And he's like, 
there's the bank card, like just do your thing. Like I, he, he knows there's no stopping me when I get that kind of like fire in my belly about something. And uh, I did, I signed up the next day and, you know, six months later I had my um, level three master practitioner certification. And yeah, that's how I got started with, with EFT and added that to the other modalities that I've been, you know, using for decades to help people. So it's, it's my favorite so far. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that I hear a lot of people start with anxiety. Like that's like where they kind of find it is where they're like, okay, I'm really anxious or dealing with anxiety. And like, that's kind of what caused me to try it out. Um, and then like, I, like for me, that's what happened with me. Like it was driving anxiety, but then I like noticed over time using it, that it kind of like ripples into everything. Like, it's like, okay, it improves it. You know, it's improving this, it's improving that it's improving like my overall like mindset. Um, and so I think that's why, like I've personally stuck with it. And I think a lot of people do, cause it's like, you notice that essentially it's not just about like, like you think the anxiety is like your biggest struggle or like the thing that, you right. know, is like, you know, messing with everything, but like, there's so many other things that, start to improve and you're like, oh, I didn't even really realize that was like an, an issue or something holding yeah. me back. Um, so I think that's like really cool that, you know, day one, you were like, okay, like I have, you know, this really helped my anxiety. Let me like continue on. And then, you know, from reading your bio, like I understand that it helped like so many other things in your life. Absolutely. And I mean, people don't often think that the fact that this is a modality that decreases our stress hormones, And it's not like you're just decreasing your stress hormones from one place that they're affecting you when you can lower your cortisol by up to like 43% in 10 minutes. It's happening everywhere in all the different areas where you have stress or pain or whatever else. And that's, I think the biggest difference maker that we get from emotional freedom techniques is benefits where we don't even expect them. And just that elevated consciousness I always love to compare it to like, you know, you're at like a great concert and you've got floor seats, which are like standing room only. And maybe people are bumping around and everything else and you're enjoying the show, but you don't really have like the full picture. And I feel like when I do a roundup EFT, I go from like that mosh pit vibe. Yes, I grew up in the 90s. Um, and uh, I elevate like up to like nosebleed seats where you can like see everything. It's calm. It's peaceful. It sounds a little different up there. It's like you can really get clear. And that's kind of what it feels like to me when I do a round of EFT. Like I'm just kind of like whoop, up and just like I can see it all now. It makes sense. I know what I need to do next. I feel better grounded and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Same with me. Have you, do you feel like as a person, you always kind of struggled with like regulating yourself? Cause I know you said you found it like later in life, but do you think that's a struggle you've always had? And then now it's kind of like, Oh, like this helps me kind of move past that. Yeah. I don't know that I really understood what being dysregulated was, you know, and all those ways that I was perhaps showing up dysregulated or a little bit more hyperactive or unfocused or whatever. And it wasn't until I really learned to regulate that I could recognize more of like, even like my ADHD, my high functioning anxiety, the actual anxiety, all of that stuff. It was like, oh, okay. Like now I I can feel the difference of the other side. And now it makes sense to me all the ways that I had been holding myself back by not doing anything about it all those years. Yeah. I think that's so true for a lot of people. I mean, for myself included, because I mean, the way that I grew up, like 
the childhood I had was very like chaotic and all over the place. And so then I think that I never knew how to regulate myself, like starting from there. And then as an adult, like I know, like I wasn't in the same situation, but I think that I still didn't realize that I wasn't regulating myself. Like I wasn't, I was just like in those like really heavy emotions and I was just like stuck in them all the time. And I wasn't like, okay, I can like move myself out of this. It was more like, okay, I'm going to just be here for a while because that's what happens. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting for me too to realize, okay, like, I don't really have to do like, obviously emotions are important and necessary and something that, you know, we all have to deal with, but not having to like sit in that, you know, negative space forever and kind of get to the other side of that. It was kind of like amazing for me to realize I could do one. <laughs> yeah. I can still remember like the first times that I saw things like, um, like the Abraham Hicks scale of emotions and consciousness, or like, um, there's, there's so many different versions of, um, the emotional scale and stuff. And that being like, whoa, like you actually have to move through this whole scale of emotions to get to the place that I want to get. And yet I keep trying to jump from sad to happy kind of thing. And, or, you know, powerless to empowered. And there's this bridge to go over in the middle that authenticates the feelings and grounds them and allows them to have roots, but you have to uproot the beliefs and the thoughts and things that aren't serving you first. Otherwise they just take over. Yeah, that is so true. And I think that's also hard. Like I struggle with that a lot. Um, when I started tapping, like I would do, I don't know if you know what inside timer is, but mm-hmm. I would do like live tappings on there and I'd have You're some filling people- it on there. Thanks. I'd have some people on there be like, well, I like this, but I only liked the positive part. Like, or could you do some more tappings that only have the positive tappings? And I would really try to explain, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you're saying. (laughs) Some of my tappings are just like uplifting, but like very minimal, like amounts of them. Cause I'm like, I like to mix it up and have different ones. But if you're really trying to solve a problem, I'm like, it's really not helpful for you to just be like, okay, I'm like so angry or depressed or whatever it is you're dealing with. And then just be like, okay, like none of that exists. And now everything's amazing. And I'm like, I don't know, in this whole different place because it completely goes in the face of the heart of emotional freedom techniques, which is love, accept, forgive. Yeah. And it has to encompass the negative stuff as well as the positive, our darkness and our light. Yes. And I think that's hard sometimes with, you know, people like, you know, with when you're having an online business and all that to kind of like always kind of go through and explain that, especially sometimes in my settings where it's more like live and I'm getting random people in there. Um, and so I always try to explain like that's how it works because I'm not for like the toxic positivity and all of that because I just think it's really damaging. Obviously, we want to get to like a more positive place, but we have to accept where we're at now and like say like out loud, like this is what I feel now or else like that just gets stuck, like that's stuck somewhere and you will always come back to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so um that's so important. Like that's, I think that's why this modality has helped me over everything else I've tried (laughs) because I like, I have just growing up and stuff so much of that, or I had so much of that negative always just like that I got stuck in, but I was always like, 
angry at myself for feeling that way. <laughs> I was always like, I don't want to feel this way again, or I don't want to right. like do that. And I didn't understand like mm-hmm. how to actually like work through that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are there. They just don't like realize that. It's the truth. A lot of my clients will tell me they're like, this is the first time I've actually worked with my feelings. Like I've been told for so long that either they didn't matter or I've been afraid to deal with them or it wasn't okay to be angry or they're stuck in like the whole like good girl kind of complex of things. And like, this is the first time I'm really actually acknowledging that I feel this way, Teresa. And it's, it's a little bit weird. So, you know, sometimes it takes a little warming up to, to walk through it, but I know for me, I, I love affirmations. Like I, I don't have anything bad to say about affirmations, but I do know that they weren't working for me for decades. Um, and it wasn't until I was able to root out the underlying negativity that I could actually get them to take flight for me and work. And I love affirmations a lot more than affirmations. Are you familiar with that way of framing things? No, I've never heard that. Yeah. So that's like when you turn it into a question because your brain likes questions. It looks for answers to questions. Your subconscious mind looks for answers to questions. But when you just tell it something, it doesn't know what to do with that. So instead of, let's say, what's a good affirmation that we could um, work on? Um, Instead of saying like, I don't know, I'm I'm 20 pounds lighter or something. If somebody was like working on weight loss or something, you would frame it in a question like, what would it take for me to meet my weight loss goal? Or what would it take for me to treat my body and mind with with respect and healthy choices today? Or something like that. So it becomes a question. Then you maybe ask yourself in the morning, maybe say it out loud, maybe put it on your mirror. And then throughout the rest of the day, without you revisiting it, your subconscious mind and brain are looking for those answers and helping you to find them instead of you telling yourself something that's not true. Like I'm 20 pounds lighter when I'm not. And then all of a sudden your brain's gone, you're not 20 pounds lighter. You haven't even lost a pound yet. You didn't even do your workout yesterday. And you know, now you're just sitting here saying affirmations and you didn't lose any weight, you know, and it's coming up with all this negative stuff that you haven't cleared yet. So you can't actually like create what it is that you want. And then you end up bringing more into your life of what you already have, which is what you do not want. Yeah, that's so true because um I actually I used to listen to like those affirmation tracks where it's like 10 minutes of like money affirmations or whatever and mm-hmm. I just thought like it was doing something by just listening to it and I was like but I'm not nothing's changing like I'm just listening to it mm-hmm. and like I don't like I'm sitting here and I'm like I don't believe anything that I'm here like I don't believe I'm wealthy and I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire and whatever like I don't actually believe that and I think it's funny cuz recently I don't know if like you're aware or if you're on TikTok at all, but there was this trend called the lucky girl syndrome trend where basically it was kind of going around where people decide that they're lucky and things work out for them. And um, like, I would just see all these TikToks about it and I'm just like, it's a good sentiment, but also just like, I can't, I know that other people are going to have this problem, but 
I created like a tapping that was like specifically for lucky girl syndrome where you're first working through, okay, why don't I feel that way? Like, why don't I feel like I'm lucky and things work out for me? And maybe even like you get to the end of that and you're like, I still don't, or maybe your goal doesn't become, okay, I'm lucky and and everything works out for me. Maybe you have to like backtrack it a little bit and see what's, you know, going to work out for you in the moment. Right. But I was like, just watching that. And I was like, I feel like it's a good sentiment to think like, okay, I'm just going to decide I'm lucky and things work out for me. But I just don't think that that is realistic for most people because they just, if they have all of that negative there, (laughs) they're not going to just be like, okay, like, let me just step into this. And then my life is going to just completely change. And it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what we believe does matter, but we actually have to believe it. Yeah. And I think, I think some people also aren't thinking about if I believe this, because I think I don't think I used to do that. Like, I think I was just like, okay, if I listen to this 10 minute track of affirmations, like, I guess I'll brainwash myself into believing it. Yeah. But the problem is that that overlooks the action necessary to manifest. And that's the thing that people love to overlook. They're like, I'm just going to sit and like, will it to happen? And God knows you can make a ton of stuff happen with just your thoughts. They are way more powerful than we give them credit for. But then there's the things that actually do require you to take some action. I mean, you can't just think yourself to being like a best-selling author. You do actually need to put the pen to paper and write the book. So it's the action. And that's where I think our energy comes into it so beautifully in the way that our energy portals, our chakras are designed. And I love incorporating that when I'm working with people because you know, in the upper chakras, the ideas are, they're abundant and they, they work and they seem cool and everything else. This whole like, yeah, I can be a millionaire or whatever. And it's possible. And I could do this or I could do that. There's all these choices. And then maybe you decide on that thing that's going to make you a millionaire. And all of a sudden it starts coming down your chakras. We don't manifest anything into physical reality, that million dollars or whatever, until it gets to our lower chakras. So as it starts to come down, then we start giving it a voice. You know, it hits our, our throat chakra and everything else. And for some people, they lose it right there. Like they they don't have the voice to put behind it. Or you've um, probably heard the saying, her heart wasn't in it. A lot of people, it drops down to like that heart chakra energy and all of a sudden they're blocked there. And that doesn't mean that you can't still make a million dollars, be a millionaire, whatever it is. But it does mean that if your energy is not clear and you haven't worked on yourself, that it might manifest differently. Like maybe when it was a seventh chakra thought for you, it was coming with ease and flow and enjoyment. And you were doing something that you loved to create and manifest that million dollars. And then maybe the reality is that million dollars is made by you working 120 hours a week and having stress and, you know, getting all sorts of health issues and things along with it, but you still got the million dollars. It's just a way of if the energy is open and you can bring things down into a strong container with your root chakra, which is where so many of us do not have a strong container, where so many of us are lacking self-trust and confidence and clarity. And that's where all the childhood trauma, that's the first part of our nervous system down there. That was the first part of us that was developed. And for so many of us, it has so many weaknesses. So when we fortify that, we actually have a sturdy container to manifest into with our actions as we bring ideas into physical reality. But I think that's what gets overlooked so much of the time. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think um, people, you know, they don't realize, especially like how you mentioned the nervous system. I don't think they think 
that plays a role in like thinking about, okay, what can I hold like manifestation? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.